So we all know that LSU's defensive performance at Ole Miss on Saturday night was horrendous. It was simply unacceptable. You're not going to win very many games giving up 700-plus yards. But how many of the problems that LSU's defense is experiencing are fixable? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we are on YouTube as well, so you can listen to the podcast in addition to watching it on YouTube. Today's edition of Locked in LSU was brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And a full breakdown of LSU's loss to Ole Miss on yesterday's podcast. You can find that on your preferred podcast platform and on YouTube as well. Uh, and I explained why I want Matt House fired. I want him gone. And I think the defensive performance on Saturday night speaks for itself. Add that on top of the defensive performance against Arkansas and add that on top of the defensive performance against Florida State. And I think that's all the evidence that you need in order to say that, yeah, hey, by the way, Matt House It's simply not cutting it. This defense is simply not good enough. This defense is wasting an elite offense, just like it wasted an elite offensive performance on Saturday night. But how many of these problems are truly fixable? And how many of these problems are just going to have to wait? You know, like Brian Kelly said, you're not, no one new is walking through this door. There's not another player that's going to magically become available that's going to help this defense. Your personnel, your team, your roster, it is what it is. And we knew that the secondary was a problem going into the season. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it's still a problem. It's even a bigger problem now since Greg Brooks is is unavailable. Of course, he's on the mend from uh, the, the surgery that he underwent to remove a brain tumor. So Alexander left the game early in Oxford. Deuce Chet didn't even make the trip. So we knew that those were going to be issues and issues that were going to put this throughout the rest of the season. But it's not just the secondary. It's the defensive line, too. So is there anything that can happen right here, right now, this season, this week, to help LSU against Missouri, to help LSU against Alabama, to help LSU against Texas A&M, to help LSU get back to the SEC championship game? And is firing that house today going to help this football team? Or is it going to cause more problems than it's going to help? Now, I want Matt House gone, whether it's today, tomorrow, or before next season. I want Matt House gone. But what problems can be fixed right now? And what might create more problems? Recruited Brian Smith, who's Lockdown's official recruiting insider. He has some recruiting insight of uh, of coaching changes in the middle of the season, what that might mean. So Brian Smith, Lockdown's official recruiting insider, joins us now. All right, joining us on Lockdown LSU now is Brian Smith, Lockdown's official recruiting insider, also host of Lockdown Seminoles, which you know that name doesn't feel uh, very fun to hear. Uh, especially in these circumstances. But Brian, I brought you in today because I just needed a third party opinion because I have gone absolutely off the rails and I don't think I'm alone. 
within the LSU fan space <laughs> after what happened against Ole Miss. I want Matt House fired. I want him gone yesterday. From somebody outside of the uh, of the circle of influence for LSU football, was it really as bad as we all thought it was? Uh, it might be worse. Yeah, that's probably so. <laughs> The two things that I took away from watching the game was that LSU is not a physical team. And I should never utter those words to you. Even when I'm picking on you, I get a text message. <laughs> like LSU has top 10 talent physically almost every year. Yeah. So when I was watching, and Ole Miss has really good offensive firepower. Don't get me wrong. There were numerous plays where I watched an Ole Miss player collide with an LSU player and the Ole Miss player just kept winning. Mm -hmm. Like just head on. And I'm like, this wasn't the case last year. What, what happened? That's what I don't understand. And for a lot of the time, it's the same players and personnel that you had last year. And so you're in a it's very, coaching. it's co yeah. if, if you are not coaching it, you're allowing it to happen. And it's been the same issues since the Florida state game. Can't get off the field on third down. Can't wrap up and finish tackles. Can't get off blocks. It's it's all the same things that aren't getting any better with players that are really good and didn't just forget how to play football overnight. Well, I mean, like we were talking about before the show, I've got a bunch of stats. I'll rattle them off here in a second, but LSU used to be like automatically a top 10 to top 20 team on third down because they always had pass rushers. Right. right now, they're 120th in the country, and they're allowing 47.06% conversions. That's awful. Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, UTEP has a better third down defense. UTEP. <laughs> Coastal Carolina, Wyoming, Nevada. I mean, keep Vanderbilt, Mercer, <laughs> UMass. I mean, you name them. Like, not, none of that would surprise me in the slightest. And that's unacceptable. I don't care what league you play in. I don't care what quarterbacks or which offenses you're facing. That's simply unacceptable. There is zero excuse for this LSU defense to be as bad as it is. And I think there's at least three first-round picks on that front seven between Mason Smith, Makai Wingo, and Harold Perkins. And you got nothing to show for it. That's generally a bad sign. Um, I don't know what to tell you because yeah. they can't tackle me. And I am i can assure you, I can't move very well anymore. So they're 108th in, in scoring defense, 104th in rush, 110th in pass, 117th in total, 85th in sacks, and 20-plus yards explosive plays. They're 111th. Mm -hmm. I mean, this sounds like we're talking about Louisiana Lafayette or something right. in, a, in a random year. Not – LSU. So my guess is twofold. Number one, the only reason he hasn't been fired is it, it creates a lot of chaos in the building because mm -hmm. there's a chain of command. I don't know if Kelly would even know who he would want to hand it to. If there would be other repercussions, like if he fired him, what other guys got, there's, there's usually links to this. Right. And the timing of it and the unfortunate media frenzy that comes with being the LSU head coach. He doesn't like dealing with the media anyway, and I'm sure he's probably tired of LSU. If he thought Notre Dame was bad, LSU's a different animal too, uh, especially locally. Right. I don't, I don't know why else Coach House is still there, and I'm not trying to pick on him or his family, but they're awful. He's, he's, yeah, not, a good, they're he's awful. not a college coach. All those stats didn't lie. I looked each and every one of those up. Those are fact. So my question to you is, would you rather, rather kind of just eat it? Because you know the media blow black. I mean, you're in the media too, but right. 
it's going to be horrendous for the rest of the year. And they're going to be making fun of your Tigers probably the rest of the season too. Probably so. Are you okay with that? Or do you care at this no, point? No, of course I'm not okay with that. Are you crazy? <laughs> of course not. I mean, with the season that right now, it probably doesn't, it isn't what LSU fans want to hear, but like the season is salvageable. Like you were in a very similar position this time last year when you got blown out at home by Tennessee. By Tennessee. You couldn't, you could not put points on the board. The offense simply could not do anything, and the defense couldn't do anything to stop Tennessee's offense. Like I felt like the season was over then, and then they hit a certain stride and they beat the teams that they needed to beat. And yeah, losing to Ole Miss, an inner division opponent, is losing to Tennessee, a team in the East. But still, like you got, I mean, you can still beat Alabama. You can still if they beat, beat Alabama, that changes a lot of things. It changes obviously. things. And with this offense, like I don't think that that is in the realm of possibility. I'm not going to sit here after week five, after you just put up 650 yards of offense and punt on the season and say, well, you know, defense sucks. Let's plan for next year. I, I simply just cannot do that. I can't waste Jaden Daniels in this offense. But I also don't really know what else there is to do. Like Brian Kelly said after the game, he's like, look, we got no one else walking in this door that's going to help us. The secondary is what the secondary is. The depth is atrocious. You have the players that you have. Is changing the coach mid-season going to make things exponentially better? Or is that just going to create distractions and make things worse? Like, I want Matt House gone. Whether it's today, tomorrow, next month, whenever it is, I want him gone. But I also don't want to hurt the, the team in the process. Well, that's the, that's what I mean. <clears throat> it can be very difficult, depending on how they have their system set up. And I don't know, because there's certain guys that might be connected to him and how they do their operation, especially on game day. It's a, it may not be a good idea, but these numbers still look pretty ugly to me. So oh, I, don't know, I don't know how it could be worse, though. I'm just looking at it rationally, too. So I don't know. Um, the only other thing that I will say, and I know this isn't friendly, but it's just true. They're going to have to kind of bite this mm -hmm. players pick schools because of the guy in the polo, not the polo with the LSU logo. Yeah. I doubt Matt house is the problem, but they're going to wonder like, well, who's the defensive coordinator going to be? Obviously they need more defensive talent. It's still good talent, but there's a couple of spots. Like you mentioned the secondary, I will confide in your statement. <laughs> they got to go get like my guy, Kai Bates is, should be your best friend. Mm -hmm. Like you love Kai Bates. You should be wearing a Kai Bates jersey around. Um, I'll order one immediately. <laughs> he's a kid. For those of you who don't know, he's committed to LSU from Edgewater High School in Orlando. And he's a big corner. They they need kids like him to come Grown in and play. Grown oh, yeah. He is, a, he is a big, big kid. He's 6'2". He's, he's all that. But they need to get some other kids in. And it's hard when it's obvious. No matter what you tell these kids on the phone. Do I, A, would I want to play for this guy? And B, if. He's probably gone. Who y'all hired? Right. How long am I going to get to know this guy when 10 other schools want me? And I know their coaches real well. Uh, LSU is just in a bad spot at this point. It's just bad. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see what he does because recruiting, the longer it goes, it will fester more and more. There's just no shortcut. They, they got to cut bait for recruiting. In my opinion, that's the biggest thing to at least say, Hey, you know, we're moving on. It's not right. maybe could be we're moving on. So that's what I want to continue getting into coming up next. I have recruiting questions for you, plus questions for you just based off of what you've seen this year versus last year. Like Matt House was the defensive coordinator last year too. Defense didn't look like this last year. So we'll continue the defensive conversation coming up next.
All right, I want to tell you about game time because buying tickets for your favorite concert or a sports team or theater event, whatever it might be, it should not be stressful. I mean, I think we've all been through it. I know that this past summer was like the summer of a, a horrendous ticket buying experience. Look at Taylor Swift concert. I live in Nashville. I tried to buy tickets to uh, Nashville SC's game, played M- Miami played Lionel Messi and trying to buy tickets for that game was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there were so many fees on third-party ticket websites. I was waiting in like two, three, four plus hour long virtual lines to wait for tickets. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was absolute craziness. That's where game time comes in because game time is fast and it's so easy to buy tickets for all of your sporting events, your concerts, comedy events, theater events, whatever it might be near you. They've got killer last minute deals, all in low prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. One of my favorite things about game time is how it almost incentivizes you to buy tickets at the last minute, which is something that I appreciate since I'm somebody that always tends to put things off uh, to the last minute. They've got flash deals and they've got zone deals all the way leading up to the event. So you are always guaranteed the best price and and also which is really nice event cancellation protection i know there is nothing worse than buying tickets to an event that either gets rained out or postponed or canceled do you want to get your money back you can get that with game time game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase so you can see the view from your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive no you know, view obstructing columns or whatever it might be. You get all the information on game time. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. It is seriously so easy. When you open up the game time app, all of the biggest and hottest events near you will be the first things that pop up. So let's say there's a really big concert in your city. Open up the game time app. Tap, tap, check out. You got it. The tickets are yours. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on college, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Every single Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. That is 10 a.m. to noon local Baton Rouge time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. So find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Brought in Brian Smith because just like we did after the Florida State game, sometimes I need some therapy. Sometimes I need somebody to bring me back down to earth. And sometimes I need somebody to tell me, nope, actually, yep, you're right. You're uh, hitting the panic button about the LSU defense is very much so fair, justified, and maybe even overdue. But and you probably don't have the answer for this. What I simply cannot wrap my mind around is why the defense is so bad this year, and it wasn't last year. 
Like it, it, it can't just be, you know, Harold Perkins and moving him around because I, I think for the most part, they learned their lesson after that Florida state game and they're allowing him to basically be wherever he wants to be. I mean, the secondary is bad. Yeah. But like, this is worse than just the secondary being bad. I mean, this is, you've got first round talent that can't stop a nosebleed. Um, we can also throw in there that last year, Mason Smith played about three series and now he's a starting defensive tackle for the Tigers. It doesn't add up. It doesn't. You're completely, you're completely yeah. right. At some point, there are certain teams that I've been around at different times in my life where they turn the coaches off. And I've had those private conversations with players during and after. I'm wondering if that happened at what some does point that for mean whatever. Exactly? Like they don't give a rat's, you know what, what mm. the coach is saying anymore. I, I've had some face to faces with teams that went south. And then I said, like, what, what? And they just didn't like them. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good answer. But if it's the guys that are wearing the LSU helmet, it's a pretty important one. I wonder if that's it because, again, the talent is not the issue, especially in the front seven. Harold aside, you added freaking Mason Smith, who every team in the country recruited out of high school for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I had him as my number one player in the country. Now you're worse and you added him? Yeah. Perkins is a year older, more experienced? That does not make sense. So and you're worse? Yeah, like not just bad either. I mean, these numbers are horrific. They got to be, these are Vanderbilt numbers from the 1980s. Worse. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like you're a mad Tigers fan. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a single Tiger fan out there that's not just pissed off because I can deal with getting beat by a team that is simply just better than you. Like I, I can deal with that. Ole but Miss I, is not better than LSU. Ole Miss is not better than LSU. And, you know, if they turned the ball over and committed a bunch of penalties, yeah, I'd be pissed, but I would be able to say, that's exactly why you lost this football game. But you put up over 600 yards of offense. You know, you only committed a handful of penalties for a handful of yards. Ole Miss had over 100 yards in penalties, and they were still and able they to win still the won, And they still scored over 50. Yeah. But over 700 yards. Like this, this LSU uh, is like, it is defense. When you think LSU football, you think winning games 13 to 10. You always think the been. best defensive players in the country. And now, I mean, this is a rinky dink middle school defense. I still remember the game and I think it was 88 when LSU won on the fourth down play seven to six against Auburn. I remember watching that when I was a yeah. kid. That's, that's what I remember with LSU and, I know that's long before your time, but that's always been who they've been. Right. And now they're not even a shell of that. And I'm not sure if there's any other explanation other than there, there are at least some players for whatever the reason that have turned the coaching staff off. Cause they just don't look like a, the, the physicality that I mentioned is part of it, but the lead into that is worse. I don't care. That's a massive concern. Like you've lost the like lot. Some of the kids one. don't look like they're even using basic technique to tackle. And you and I talked about before the show, Brian, I'll give him credit. He mentioned that they had 30 missed tackles. It's something absurd. And I understand Ole Miss has a ton of skill talent. I mean, they got some dudes. There's yeah. no question. Uh, Ulysses or whatever his name, that, that kid is like, holy crap, is he elusive. But, I mean, there were times he just made guys look like YouTube moment after YouTube moment because they didn't even physically touch him. I know LSU still does hitting drills, thud drills at least. 
they don't even look like they've tried to practice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense because like Brian Kelly's been very consistent with his defenses for years. Right. I even before he was at Notre Dame, they did certain they hasn't really changed much. So I just think there's gonna have to be some staff upheaval. And unfortunately, that'll probably cause some issues short term. But he did it at Notre Dame after they went four and eight and two sixteen, and then they were good after that. He needs to have the same thing happen. Whatever staff changes he makes. He can't miss whatever they are between now and next season. What do you think would be the best approach? Just in your opinion, do you fire him in the middle of the season or in, you know, you risk the now maybe salvage a little bit of the future or do you wait? I would lean towards more now because there might be my, again, it goes back to my concern about players not bought in, even if they didn't like a guy or guys on the staff, you still represent the purple and gold. Yeah. And you still represent yourself. Yeah. There's certain parts of it. And let's just say House is a terrible coach. And I think for the college level, at least, he just doesn't fit. He's coaching the NFL, so he knows football. Yeah. But something's not connecting for whatever reason. And that's neither here nor there. The point is still the same. If they're performing bad and they're tuning guys out in any way, shape, or form, there needs to be some soul searching on, is Baton Rouge the right place for me? This could be a rather high year, and I don't know if you follow this or not, on how many kids leave Baton Rouge, and it may not be a bad thing. Sometimes you got to even lose some. I'm not saying you want Harold Perkins to transfer. There's right. you're, there's some exceptions, but there might need to be a few more guys leave, and it just is what it is. I know when Kelly was at Notre Dame, that happened a few times, and then it actually helped. I just Sometimes it's addition by subtraction. I don't know, but I'm kind of guessing that's going to happen. And if the coaches go and you see some players still leave after this year, after they hire some, and it, can you imagine how much money LSU's going to throw out? What I have no idea who it'll be. Whatever court, I mean, give them what they want. Yeah, hey, pretty much. Maybe Kay Miranda will get fired at Baylor. Bring him back. That would probably be as good a move. I mean, some reason he's just not getting it done at Baylor, but as a coordinator, he's pretty well proven. He's at least yeah, so. I would, uh, I would welcome him back with open arms. I'm sure you uh, would. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> like anybody who could just, you know, could call a defense, maybe somebody that can teach a tackle, coach a tackle, maybe they should get hired at LSU Start because there. it's just, it is, it is brutal. But that's something that, that Brian Kelly, I mean, that I think whenever he said it, maybe it fell on deaf ears. Maybe it fell on ears that didn't really want to hear it. But Brian Kelly said, look, we're a year away from being able to compete for a national championship, just based off of how that roster is constructed. And I, none of us wanted to listen to it. None of us wanted to hear it, but it's your well, LSU two- fans are not exactly the most patient people I've ever met. No, <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. Oh, absolutely. It's year two. And it's what more can you do for me other than getting to Atlanta and winning the sec West? Those are the expectations. And that's what Brian Kelly signed up for. Yeah, well, my best advice to Brian Kelly is to use the most powerful word in the English language. No. Booster meetings to all fundraising. He's got to flip the bird to the AD and all the people in the administration. He's got to figure out his staff and his recruiting. The next six months are going to be the most important in his tenure in Baton Rouge. These things have to be taken care of. No offense to those other people who are not going to like what I just said at all. Too bad do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's not exactly the friendliest little cuddly bear. Anyhow, he won't be afraid. So sometimes, I have a feeling. Sometimes I like that about Brian. 
Well, that's one of his better traits. Sometimes he's got to be that way. Yeah. He's just that way a little more than we'd probably like. But anyway, he's going to have to make some important hires, some probably help some guys leave, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have to figure out a few key guys on whether or not, again, they should be there. And then it's a big transfer report. Like if they don't get at least one Caroline corner to come in, Look, that picture you sent me the other day of you in the, in the LSU helmet, at least, <laughs> at least you're cute in the helmet. I don't know if you can tackle anybody, but like, they're not I, tackling anybody either. I mean, yeah. What what difference would I yeah, make? I because mean. none of us can tackle. So, hey, it's just. Yes. Uh, it's know. unfortunate, but like they got a corner is A plus. I mean, that is, they got to get an A plus guy. I don't know who it is. I don't Safety. know if it's a D2 kid, kid. I don't know if it's a kid that's transferring from Florida State, whatever. Somebody. They got to get to come in. And then they also got to get somebody at linebacker that's just a steady, a steady guy too. So Harold can just play edge all the time. Mm -hmm. Those are the two spots I know. And then you fill in holes from there. And that's another frustrating thing. Like one of your best linebackers, if not who has proven to be your best linebacker and what weeks was on the sideline for the entire first half. What's up with that? What yeah. what what are we doing there? Yeah. Well, I, we may not know or should not know or I'm going to leave that alone. I, I know those things usually work themselves out behind the scenes. All right, you mentioned it in recruiting, and that is your bread and butter. That is what you are, you know, you are best at. So that's what we will continue getting into coming up next. All right, I want to tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs might just be the most comfortable pair of shorts that I own. I absolutely love them, and the best part about it is. When you have comfort, you don't have to sacrifice looking good because Bird Dog's stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted and snatched look. I know we've all been working out trying to make the legs look nice, and Bird Dogs can help you out with that. Bird Dog shorts do pretty much the exact same thing that Lululemon shorts do, but they fit way better, and they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of like a stiff, restricting cotton. No, Bird Dog's breathes with you and they fix this issue of that really uncomfortable cotton fabric by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki shorts, but it stretches. So you get a slimmer fit and you don't have to sacrifice movement. So you can have the nice look of a khaki short that you can wear at the golf course or khaki pants that you can wear to work, but they are so freaking comfortable. Plus, they use an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that will keep you cool and dry all day long. I don't know where y'all live, but when I where I live in Tennessee, it's October, but they did not get the fall weather memo. It is so, still so incredibly hot. So if you're going to football games, you're out and about, maybe your kids have fall activities, uh, maybe you're still going to the lake, you're still hanging out, whatever it might be, Bird Dogs has a short or a pant for every single occasion. If you're going golfing, if you're going on a date, if you have a night out, going to the pool, going to work out, you're lounging, you're going to work, literally anything that you might be doing, Bird Dogs has got something for you. Also, look at this cute little Bird Dogs cup, a little Yeti style cup. I mean, I have this at my desk almost every single day. I use it all the time I'm using it now. So shout out to Bird Dogs for this cute little Yeti style tumbler. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle, just like this one with your order. That is birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you.
All right, thanks again for making Locks on LSU your first listen every single day. Brian Smith is with us. He is my therapist and also recruiting insider extraordinaire. So you mentioned it. The inevitable shakeup on the defensive coaching staff. If it doesn't happen today, if it doesn't happen tomorrow, it's going to happen at some point this year before the 2024 season. And I, I just hope and pray that that is the case. I think it's going to be. The effects of recruiting. Um, you mentioned it, you know, you kids want to go where they get recruited by that coach. They want to follow that coach. They build a relationship with that coach. That family builds a relationship with that coach. So what kind of effect would that have either short-term, long-term, right now, next season? What does that look like? If they get rid of, let's say they got rid of house tomorrow, hypothetically, the question automatically is not who you fire, it's who you hire. It's the old saying in the coaching realm. Well, you need a name guy now. Unfortunately for a state that's not the greatest financially, and it is a state institution, you're not holding much leverage, but you got to go out and get somebody that's name recognition mm -hmm. that recruits when he's like, even if it's not signed because they got to do all the background checks and all that garbage, they know, okay, you can tell me on the phone behind the scenes, it's going to be so-and-so after he signs his paperwork. Mm -hmm. Okay. After HR goes through 10 years of nothing. But they got to get somebody that is going to hold a kid that doesn't know the guy that well, but his rep is, I put this guy in the NFL. We had the number 10 defense at school X. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a guy at Clemson when, you know, they had to, had it rolling on something like that. They need somebody that when he's announced the college game day crew in Atlanta at the SEC championships talk about, oh, LSU's got, okay, they're not here this year, but they got so-and-so. They'll be good. They need a name guy. Because if they just take an up-and-comer that's not well-known, they're going to lose recruits out of this class mm -hmm. and it puts you behind the eight ball with the 25 class as well. So they need, they need name recognition. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, when you look into the, the recruiting side of things, I mean, these are 16, 17-year-old kids. We've been naive to think that they're not following somebody who they've been watching or a name that they recognize, a face that they recognize moving forward. And I, I don't know who that guy is to be completely honest with you. I mentioned Dave yeah, Aranda. Right. That might be a little bit more of a pipe dream than it is a reality, but somebody like that, somebody with skins on the wall of, okay, this guy, that's going to breathe much needed life into this defense and into this program, into recruiting. If they don't do that, I'd be surprised because it's LSU is one of the five easiest DC jobs in the country. Literally. You're handed five stars on a silver platter. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's the, it's the best state in the country per capita over the last like 30, 40 years for D linemen. That's a great starting point. Yeah. So, I mean, it's insane, but at the same time you need to, if you're going to hire that guy, he's probably going to Brian Kelly, that it's going to have to give him a little carte blanche on what he does with this. It gets, it gets ugly. Mm -hmm. It's hard. There are a lot of moving parts because he's going to want to bring one of his guys. That means somebody else that you, maybe Kelly wanted. I mean, it, it's a card playing game and it's, it's a game of chicken and all kinds of stuff. Cause right now, again, LSU has no leverage. Mm -hmm. They just don't. Yeah. So I mean, it's what a waste of Jaden Daniels, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that, he would, if they were on a team, like if you put him on one of about 10 other, like if he was at Texas and nothing against Quinn Ewers, but if he was at Texas, they'd win it. They'd win it. With the numbers that Jaden Daniels is putting up, I mean, it's Heisman Trophy caliber numbers. 100%. And he's not even in them. It's not even, he has no chance now. 
and it's because of the defense. Yeah, because it's because the defense is losing them games. That bad defensive performances are overshadowing uh, really how near flawless he -hmm. has been through five games. And that's it's a shame for him. It's a shame, really, you know, thinking, looking ahead, you look at Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors. Well, they're both draft eligible. Jaden Daniels, this is his last season in college football, that this felt like a certain window. Of, of certainty and seniority on this offense that's getting completely wasted, completely wasted because of mismanagement of talent. Yeah, but you can't, you know, you can't cry over spilt milk. It's still LSU. It's first world problems. I'm not going to scream yeah. and cry for LSU's talent concern from year to year. I know you love your Tigers, but you know what I'm saying too. So I know that there are a lot of people out guys. there that are playing the world's tiniest violin for me. But th- that's LSU and high expectations. I know. And I know that Brian Kelly has got some tough questions that he's going to have to answer. But you signed up for that, babe. Wasn't me. 100%. Yeah. So he's making, what, $9 million a year or whatever? I'm not going to feel sorry for him. He's, so he can he's go fine. buy a Porsche any day of the week that he wants. Maybe win a couple more games and earn that $9 million in a weekend. Then we can talk. But uh, any final thoughts? LSU recruiting defense? I am. Um, I still think they'll at least have one game before the end of the season where they look like LSU. I just don't know which one it's going to be. Like if it's, if you text me with three minutes to go in the Alabama game and it's 31 27 and they're going to timeout and Jaden Daniels just got the football at the 20, would you be surprised? No, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. I mean, that's why you're also mad every time I text you. Yeah. Because you know, they have that potential. That is, that's the frustrating thing. If this was just a bad football team, of course I'd be upset, but I could be a little bit more realistic about what the expectations are, but this is a good football team that is underperforming. You're, you're being very kind. (laughs) Good offense that is underperforming. (laughs) Yeah. As the makings of a good football team. Uh, But Brian, appreciate you as always. Where can the people find some more of your work? At FB Scout underscore Florida on Twitter, uh, X, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, maybe maybe there'll be some more footage of Kai Bates at some point because Lord only knows LSU fans need hope for the future. That's yeah. that's what I need. More Kai Bates in my life. <laughs> I'll tell him you said that. Yeah, yeah. please do. <laughs> Appreciate you, Brian. We'll chat with you soon. Thank you very much. Well, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Thanks to Brian Smith for stopping by. Sometimes you just need a little support. Sometimes you need a, just a little bit of insight from somebody outside of the uh, the circle of influence to let you know that, hey, yep, uh, your concerns are 100% true and valid. Or, hey, you're going a little off the deep end there. Let's reel it in a little bit. But interesting insight about coaching changes in the middle of the season could that do more harm than it could do good what do you have to do right now what decisions do you have to make right now in order to sell the season well look you're three and two and you don't feel great about where the team is right now but you have an elite elite offense a championship level offense shouldn't you want to try and salvage as much as you possibly can Shouldn't you want to try and do whatever it takes to win as many games as possible this season? And I don't know what that looks like, but I appreciate Brian for stopping by. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of Locked On LSU, look, I have a lot of people that aren't very happy with Brian Kelly right now. And look, I get it. I am not very happy with that house right now. Got a lot of people calling for Brian Kelly's head. 
So let's discuss it on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU.